Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Good morning and welcome to Beware Spoilers. I am Adam. I feel like Shazam Fury of the Gods is going to end up being like this year's um, uh, Age of Ultron for me, where I saw Age of Ultron like four times in the theater to decide if I liked it. I'm not going to see this movie four times in the theater, but I think this movie is worse than Age of Ultron, but it's just something that I'm like, did I like that? Did I not like that? I think I liked it. Um, but uh, we're not here to talk about that. If you want to hear my thoughts on uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, go over to uh, the episode right before this, uh, where we talk about that at length. Now, what we are here to talk about is the Bad Batch, uh, the 13th episode, I think this is, out of 16, so I think we're almost done with this run. Um, I think there's only two weeks left, I think the last two are uh, one episode. Not one episode, but it's going to air them in one night. Um, and this episode may seem like filler. Um, and I would disagree. I think it's one of the oldest stories that humanity has. And, and let me explain by that. Uh, what I mean by that. Um, I read part of the Epic of Gilgamesh in high school. Not the whole thing. Um, but it's like, in high school they make you read selected sections from various old books. Um, so like... You know, you, you read the important parts of Dante, or not the important parts of Dante, but, like, the the parts of, uh, what's it called? Um, the, like, certain cantos you read, and then you're like, alright, cool. Um, to the general gist of, of it, without reading the entirety of, you know, Inferno, or Purgatorio, or Paradiso, but you read just, you know, bits and pieces from Inferno only, not even from the other two. Um, so, whatever. Um, the, the issue is, uh, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, um, and, and this I found out from, from reading Hero in a Thousand Faces, in that book, there is a section where, and, and Epic of Gilgamesh goes back to ancient Babylonians, I think. So we're talking way the fuck back, the earliest of early civilizations. There's a section where, you know, Gilgamesh is going out on this mission to... I forgot what his mission was, but he's, he's confronted with a goddess who asks him the question, So, what are you going to do when you finish this mission? You, you've devoted your life to this. What becomes of you when you... You have no more war to fight, no more enemy to slay, no more whatever, you know, platitude you've heard about this kind of thing. What happens to you? And 
it struck me that it's like, oh, wow, this is a question they've been grappling with on a philosophical level since, you know, the beginning of written literature. Like, it is, it, it, it's fascinating in that regard. And that's what this episode of The Bad Batch is. It is, can someone who was designed for war, you know, can someone whose entire existence has been about fighting, and yeah, they, you know, the clones do help each other out, and the clones do a lot of, you know, better things, and, and they do help each other, and, and they, they, they form familial bonds with each other, and, and with other people, and all of that, and it's like, what becomes of them when they no longer have a war to fight? Can they go on to have a life of peace? Is that something they are physically capable of doing? And that's what this episode kind of grapples with. It's that idea of they are being given the chance here to drop out, stop fighting the fight that they've been fighting since they were created and, and, and sent out into the wider universe and go out there and just retire. And can they do it? Um, and I think it's a really interesting epi- uh, question to grapple with for these characters. Because it is a question of can they stop doing what they were programmed to do um, they already don't kill Jedi because they're programmed to do that and they don't do that anymore because they got past that. But can they, you know, can they get past this, you know, what's it called? Can they get past this not knowing what to do next? Um, and what we're watching now is just a very depressing Veterans Affairs story um, that is not unlike real life. I hate to say it. Um, and when, that's another thing I like to talk about on this show. You've probably heard me talk about it before, probably here on 30 Minute Reviews. If there's a movie that's ripe to be remade, it's The Roaring Twenties with James Cab- Cagney and Humphrey Bogart. Because at the core of that story, you have a guy who comes back from war and is, is thrust into a situation where he needs to, you know, become part of a criminal enterprise. And he does all of that because Veterans Affairs is not, you know... Like, there was this thing that went around after, um, you know, during COVID where it's like they were calling all the retail workers, um, heroes. And it's like, yeah, America likes heroes. America has a thing for heroes, but America likes their heroes dead. Because then you don't have to deal with your heroes then. You send your hero off, your hero dies, and you don't have to worry about how do we take care of the hero who did the heroic thing and, 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 uh, and move on from there. It also takes away the ability to uh, to pay them more because when you call them a hero, it sounds more altruistic. Not this is a minimum wage job that I need to make rent, and that's why I'm you know I'm doing this. It's a it's an interesting situation, but that kind of thing is at the core of a lot of the issues that we have now. We have a lot of charities that are doing things that the government really should be doing because it should be the the, the you know the and I'm getting off on a on a tangent here. But that is kind of what this show has become. It is a, a show about the failings of the government. In this case, it's a much more nefarious, uh, instead of just indifference, which is what the real world is, unfortunately. Uh, here, it's more nefarious, where it's... Or I think, to an extent, it is kind of callous indifference to the clones, more than a nefarious fuck the clones, let's tell them all. Because 
they could have done that, and they didn't do that. It's just kind of like, not our problem. Figure it out another way. And I, and I do think that, again, I, I think I said this last week, I think that this show is building toward a clone rebellion. Um, and I think that the most interesting thing that they could possibly do um, is have that, you know, have that moment where the clones do rise up and the clones do come and try to unseat Palpatine. Um, and try to unseat the Empire. Because they are just getting, on every front, consistently fucked. So what we're seeing is, you know, people are calling it filler. And I've called it filler at times. But looking at it now, and looking at what these stories are, this is the beginning of a rebellion, in a weird way. Not the rebellion that we're all familiar with, not the rebellion that we're seeing the beginning of on Andor, where we get the Battle of Lexington and Concord before the rebellion, um, in the finale of season one. Um, this is the beginning of the rebellion in the capacity that, you know, this is a rebellion that will be quickly quelled, and that will be the, the tragic end of the clones. And I think that's, if the show doesn't do that this season, it does it next season. And that, that I think, is exactly where this is going. And I think they're doing it pretty well, because this is the story of radicalization. This is the story of people, I mean, not this episode specifically, but this show in general, is a story of what what happens, and I think we saw, this is what we saw in Andor too. What happens to people that make them need to rebel? What happens, what has to happen to a population that forces them to go out there and, and, and realize, I can't live like this anymore. I need to take drastic measures against the government to change things. And that's what the story is. And I think that they're doing a pretty good job of it. Now, like, it's starting to get more focused now. And I had these thoughts after watching this episode yesterday. And it is kind of this thing. It's like, now we have the clones being given the out and then rejecting the out. Which, which tells you that they're not, like, you know, they're going to continue to help people wherever they can. Um, I mean, look, maybe this season ends with them unseating, what's her name? Um, oh, fuck, what's the character's name? Uh, played by, um, what's her name from Cheers? Rhea Perlman. I forgot her character's name. But maybe that's where this goes. It's just getting out from under her thumb. But I just, you, you look at this story and it's just, you're it, it's headed toward a tragic end. And I think that if they do a four-part finale, that's kind of just the, you know, the the same as it did in, in Clone Wars, where it's just this slow, sad story that culminates with a bunch of dead clones. Uh, I think that's the best way to probably handle it. I think that that would be the, the, the you know, it'd make for pretty inter interesting television, I think. Because, um, like, man, that, that final shot of the Clone Wars is just so good. With, uh, with Vader, with all of the things, it's like, in one shot, they perfectly summed up what the entire point of the Clone Wars was. It was, you know, a bunch of... What, what the end result was. It was a bunch of dead clones, and and it gave them Darth Vader. Like, it is such a great moment. Like, that, that whole thing is just so great. Um, that whole four-part episode is so great. I'm going to go back and watch that now at some point. Um, 
deciding whether or not to do season two in the future. Um, but I think we'll wrap up there for today. So until our next episode, which will be tomorrow, we'll be covering The Flash, the last two episodes, uh, episode five and episode six. Uh, so until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.